Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Hope you are having an amazing day. I have a guest with me again today, and I am super excited. I have today Athea Davis with me. Athea and I met several years ago on Twitter, and she was also part of a leadership summit called the Ignite Leadership Summit that I hosted a couple of years ago. Although we've never met in person, I feel like we really know each other just from Twitter. It's amazing how you can like get to know somebody just through being a Twitter friend or whatever you want to call it. I don't really know what you call Twitter people. So Athea, how about you tell us about you and give us a little insight on who Athea Davis is? Sure. I'm so excited to be here with you, Mel. Thank you for having me. I am, yes, I'm a mindfulness educator. I also host a podcast called Mindful Living with Athea Davis. I am a board member and on the ops team of the Coalition of Schools Educating Mindfully. And I'm a writer and author. I have a book called Today's Going to Be Awesome Sauce, Daily Meditations for Youth Parents and Families. All that uh, said, I'm super passionate about mindful living and living a mindful life, whether, no matter who you are and what age you are. Yes, Athea, that is exactly why I asked you on the show, because I kind of really started thinking about really being mindful on my choices. Um, I've had some changes, some big life changes, and just really want to make sure that I'm going in the direction that God wants me to go in. And so when I started thinking about mindfulness and I'd heard a couple of um, other podcasts that talked about mindfulness and you came to my mind immediately because I know that you are very much on mindful thinking and I've seen that for years from you on Twitter. And so I was really excited about having you on my show for that because I know my women need to really, they are seeking clarity. And I think your way of thinking mindfully is going to help them immensely. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a common term nowadays. I remember years ago, at least in the in the world of education, um, you couldn't even really mention that term, it was you use health and wellness practices. But, you know, 
it's often connected to this idea of being calm, which it Mm -hmm. can help produce that effect. But I like to think as being mindful is clearing the static from within our mind and our heart um, and getting clear and having clarity despite the uh, masses amounts of information, the challenges that we're facing today, helping us navigate through those with a more clear lens and inner lens. There's this concept of being an objective observer mm-hmm. uh, in mindfulness practice. So you have these thoughts constantly going on in your head and the emotions like waves going up and down. And that observer within notices, oh, I'm noticing all of these thoughts and I'm noticing these emotions without being attached to them. Sounds kind of maybe doable and super easy when you talk about it um, intellectually, but in the moment when you're apprehended by these thoughts and these emotions, they can really take hold of really the the trajectory of your day, of your life, of who you would like to be and become. And then you might find yourself in these patterns that don't feel awesome, whether it's communication that you're having with people close to you, whether you feel that you're not accomplishing the goals that you want, things just get very muddied. And it feels like, why can't, you know, I feel stuck. I can't move forward. And oftentimes if if we really use these practices with integrity and what i mean by that is just you know simple day-to-day practices we can get more clear on who we are what we're being called to do in the world yes i suffer with anxiety really badly and that's just a recent thing like within the last probably 10 years, I can recognize it and I can try to work through that. But that's one of the reasons that I started really thinking about mindfulness. And after I'd heard the term, and Mm -hmm. um, even though you had, you talk about it constantly on um, Twitter, you know, it wasn't something that was like pertinent in my brain. And then once I started moving into some different seasons in my life that really became something because my anxiety like vamped up big time there for just a little while. And so I wanted to really start doing the mindful thinking. And I'd heard some different things um, on some different podcasts. I'd mentioned that to you before we started. So can you walk us through, like, give us some examples, whatever it is that you think my women need to hear? Like, tell us how that works. Well, I think one of the things that you always have uh, available to you is your breath and having paying a little bit more attention to your breath uh, by taking a mindful breath, having, so, you know, breathing is something we do automatically. We don't think about it. Um, It's an involuntary thing. Um, when we are paying attention to our breath, that's a voluntary thing. We're choosing to do it. We're using a different part of our brain. It's a practice and focus. So we can recognize, uh, what is happening internally. So there are many different practices, but I, I would suggest just a basic counting breath practice. If you just have never tried it before, um, it pick your time of day that you feel like you're going to commit to the most. I suggest the morning time. 
So before, when you get up for the day, give yourself, start something, start small, give yourself an extra 15 minutes. Um, and then maybe work, work your way back, maybe even more time. This is a personal decision. So, you know, your calendar, you know what you can mm-hmm. commit, but right. if you can give yourself, you know, I think that 15 minutes we all have can oftentimes find ourselves scrolling on social or watching Netflix, et cetera, for longer than that. We can, we can mark that 15 minutes and just do a simple counting breath practice. Uh, something like you would do an inhale through the nose, through the nose is important. We're not inhaling through the mouth, natural filter through the nose. Mm -hmm. So it'd be an inhale, long, slow, deep breath in count of one, two, three, four. You hold the breath for four, three, two, one. So you hold the breath and then you exhale out slowly out of your mouth. Five, four, three, two, one. As you do that, um, you're just so, uh, solely focusing on the sound of your breath and keeping with that rhythm of the count. You do that several times, you know, uh, and if you've never tried it before, maybe even five minutes sounds scary. Like, oh, I can't sit still for that long. Or, right. This is, I don't know, this is silly. How's that really going to help? Uh, maybe just try a minute or a couple of minutes just to do a little bit of breath work mm-hmm. and notice. That's the practice. You're just noticing. When I'm doing that, what am I noticing that's happening inside my mind, inside my body? What am I feeling that? So yes, the breath, the breath practice, but also asking the question, what are we noticing inside mm-hmm. without judgment? So it's okay that your mind, you're not, we're not going to get to a state of no thoughts or just a, a state of equanimity all the time, just a middle, you know, if you think of in terms of waves, you have low wave, high wave, the middle wave, or there's just no wave at all in the middle way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to stay there for very long, even if you do get there. So also coming to terms with the fact that that's just how your mind works. What you're training is that observation of what's happening in the mind. Because a lot of times we don't, we don't even know that we have all of these thoughts ruminating constantly. We're not even aware that we have these feelings emotionally until we might um, get short with someone, get aggressive in the way that we are with our tone. So using the breath to investigate the internal data that our body is giving us is super, super important, especially for, um, and we can definitely tie this into faith-based practices as well, into prayer, into journal writing, any of those types of things where you're tuning in on the inside. I call that like your inner spark. You're listening to what, what, what the messages are that are being delivered to you every day, just tuning in what's going on, listening to static, forgetting about all this external uh, stimuli outside what's happening on, on the inside. If we can do that, I think we're really setting ourselves up for success every single day in the conversations that we have and even on our to-do list and what we're doing throughout the day. I think that's great advice. Um, A couple of things I was taking notes as you were talking. And the first thing that you said, scheduling it into your calendar. I think we get so busy that we forget as moms, we've just been moms and we've been people who've worked for other people. And we just, our days are usually so packed with things that we forget Mm -hmm. that we need to take care of ourselves first, that we need to fill our cup first. And just, even if it's just taking the 15 minutes 
put that in your calendar and block that time off and make it a sacred time for you just to do what you have said, you know, practice that. Mm -hmm. And then the recognizing what's going on inside. Um, For me, a lot of times I recognize it a little too late. And so things happen or (laughs) words happen that I wish I could take back. And so mm-hmm. needing to like really be in tune with my own thinking and really practicing that for myself, I think would be amazing in the way I communicate. I think it would help with my anxiety because sometimes my anxiety comes after the fact, because I think about what I did say or what I could mm-hmm. have said or my tone or whatever it was. And so I, I think, th- I think that's great advice. I uh, thank you. I'm happy it resonated. I think uh, it sounds like you're very uh, self-reflective. So that's important. We're not going to get it right all the time. So the self-reflection piece is important too. So once we start, you know, putting this into practice, like meaning I'm practicing trying this breath practice, mm-hmm. noticing how I'm feeling, tuning in, how, how am I going to put that into practice throughout the day? Well, I might come back to the breath when I feel like my heart um, is beating and that may be an indication that I'm anxious about something like beating really fast. I may be anxious about something or I feel the way that I delivered a message maybe wasn't the best. Maybe I need to take a moment and take, you know, that mindful breath that I shared with you all. And it's not always too about the breath. It's just, what are we noted? Anything can be turned into a mindful action. One of my favorite things is being outside. I like doing, I I'm a runner. So I love mindful Mm -hmm. running. I don't listen to anything. I just really tune into my breath. I love mindful walking. So it's just really paying attention, uh, paying special attention without judgment, just noticing what is happening right here and right now. And when we're focusing on the breath, we're we're looking at what's happening inside, but going back to the self-reflection piece, giving yourself the grace, because even when you practice many times and you've been doing it for a while, you're not going to be perfect. We're human. And we have to say, you know what? I messed up. I made a mistake. I'm thinking about it. I'm being self-reflective. That's super important too. And how can I step forward from now knowing um, what to do, what to do next time? When the thing, when you practice, um, in the morning is you're training for those moments, you're training your mind for those more challenging moments. So you're ready to use it in, in that challenging moment. Is it going to be a hundred percent? Absolutely. Like it, it won't be a hundred percent all the time, but you are training yourself like to, how, how would I say this? Like de- decrease if we say like, if you had, you know, your, your best self and your, your not so best self, and you want your best self to show up, you know, more often than not, where you're training yourself to, your best self to shine that light a little bit brighter every single time that you're committing to that breath time in the morning or whenever, whenever you are doing that. And I would suggest not mentally noting it or putting it on a digital calendar at first, I would suggest writing it down. Mm -hmm. Um, I happen to be a big sticky note person um, as well as digital calendar, but I've been doing this for a long time. So you, if you don't have that habit, it's going to take a little bit of uh, reminder and practice to make sure you're doing it. So actually writing it down in a journal, on a sticky note, whatever it is, where you're going to see it when you wake up or you pick the time of day and you have it like in your face. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. 
Yes. Mindful breath, four, four, five. Okay. And because you have that, that visual reminder mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's super key. And, and yes. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I've talked about this a lot on my show. <laughs> I have ADHD on top of everything else, plus <laughs> my menopausal life going on. So my, my memory is terrible. And like, I will like literally be in a conversation about one thing. If somebody says anything to me at all in the middle of that conversation, it does not even, it goes in my ears, but it doesn't stop anywhere. It goes in one ear and out the other, literally. Um, And so I have to be very mindful of that myself. And so I am a very big sticky note person too. Um, But like you said, just putting those reminders up on your your mirror in the bathroom when you're getting ready and just really thinking about that. Um, You know, if you don't have a lot of time of a morning, which hopefully you can make some time to sit down, but I get up really early. I still, I take my 30 minutes to drink Mm -hmm. my coffee, have time with God and really just reflect on things and see what he's telling me for the day. But just adding that little bit of time just to deep breathe and not even think about anything at all, just, you know, or try not to think about anything. It's very hard when you have a brain like mine, that's going all the time, (laughs) but you know, that's the one thing that I do really, I do use my Bible app, but that is it. Like when I am spending that time, I do not get on social media. I don't do all of those other things. So yeah, That practice in itself helps just because I see myself when I start scrolling, like you talked about earlier, I get caught up in that. And then my brain starts to be way more active than it should. Mm -hmm. And I can't focus as much. So um, just like really putting those sticky notes up and reminding yourself, hey, let's disconnect for just Mm -hmm. a little bit and really focus on those things. And the research shows too, that when we write things down, we're going to remember that information more than if we were to put it in digitally. Um, I, this research, research has been done on like notes taking, but I, mm-hmm. it, you can also apply this to, you know what, um, if I'm say I'm going to do these things, I'm not going to write them down digitally. I am going to write down the important things that, that I want to do. Also, I mean, you just have to try and see what works for you. I would say too, with, um, like ADHD type, um, issues, maybe sitting and doing four four five or any kind of mindful breathing might not be where you want to start. Maybe you want to do a mindful walk. And so you wouldn't bring your phone. You would just be on a walk and work with your breath that way. You could just do simple inhales through the nose, exhale through the mouth, listening to the sound of the breath, noticing the things around you, taking, you know, in the mindful sites, that may be something that works really well for those that have the the focus issue. So you're getting that movement, that mindful movement into on a mindful walk. Yeah. Right. Because I have a lot of excess energy Mm. um, just due to the ADHD. So the walking would help get rid of some of that Absolutely. Plus you're getting outside. So you get so many benefits from doing the mindful walk because you're getting the movement, you're getting the mindful breath, you're getting the benefits of being outside, depending on when you're doing it. If you're doing it in the day, you're getting the benefits of sunlight. All these are things that are healthy for your mind and body that you need to be at your most optimized self. That when you're looking to know where, which direction am I headed in this day at this, in this season of my life, you want to make sure you're doing all those things that are 
that you're taking care of yourself from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Because if we're clouded in those ways, we're going to be clouded in our connection to what we're being called to do in each moment, which direction we're being asked to turn. So think of it as like fine tuning and tuning again, right. like that tuning in. Yep. I think if we start small, you know, with the breathing, like you said, but if we're thinking about decisions that we're going to make and just practice on small things that Mm -hmm. aren't like, if you're going to buy a pair of shoes, you know, and think about like practicalities and those kind of things, like even that kind of stuff. (laughs) The day before yesterday, we started our state testing and the shoes I wore was, it was not a good choice for that day. So I've been very mindful in what my shoe wear is going to be for the next (laughs) couple of days. Those small things help lead up to those bigger decisions, Mm. learning to really think through things on the small end, I feel like will help really make you be more mindful of your big decisions. Absolutely. The attention and the details matters. There was a a basketball coach. I don't remember the basketball coach or the team. Maybe someone will remember. He once was talking about or coaching his team on making sure that. Wow. What a great conversation so far with Athea. And I know that I left you a, at a cliffhanger part, but I want you to come back on Monday to hear the second half of my conversation with Athea Davis and find out what we had to talk about in the second half. I cannot wait to see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend and I will see you then. 